Hello and welcome back to my ongoing series on retroactive jealousy and cognitive distortions. In today's video, I want to cover a very common cognitive distortion, which is personalization. My name is Zachary Stockhill, and since 2013, I've been working one-on-one -on -one with thousands of men and women from all over the world, helping them overcome retroactive jealousy, helping them overcome jealousy in their relationships. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, or you'd like more information about my work, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. So what is personalization? The simplistic answer is continually taking things way, way, way too personally. Ascribing blame for complicated events and placing undue blame maybe on yourself or on other people, taking a rather simplistic view of events and taking way too much of the blame or maybe ascribing too much blame on others. So maybe you have a habit of looking at one situation and taking a rather short-sighted, rather simplistic view of that situation when you're trying to decide who's to blame for the events involved. A classic example of this is in relationships. I mean, we're all guilty of this from time to time where we're involved in some conflict with our partner. It could be about anything. Emotions are kind of getting riled up. We're getting heated. And all of a sudden we're placing all of the blame on our partner. Yeah, you know, I have nothing to atone for over here. I'm perfect over here. 100% of the blame in this situation falls on you. You know, I'm on my mountain over here. I'm perfect. You know, it's all you. Again, we're all guilty of this from time to time. And when emotions get charged and when we're in the midst of a conflict, it's very easy for personalization to take over. However, we need to realize that in any, any two-person interaction, there's always somewhat of the blame that can fall on both sides. Even if it's like 95% of the blame on one person, 5% of the blame is probably on the other person. But more often than that, especially in conflicts and relationships, the blame is more akin to something closer to 50-50. Of course, this isn't always true, but it's often true. Life is complicated. <laughs> Human beings are enormously complicated, as I talk about endlessly on this channel. Relationships are enormously complicated. Even most conflicts, if you kind of dig beneath the surface and you kind of take a 4,000-foot view of the situation, most conflicts in a relationship are relatively complicated, and thus it's unrealistic for us to place all of the blame on someone else or equally unrealistic to take all of the blame ourselves. This can be an interesting exercise to try. The next time you're in a conflict with your partner about anything, you know, once you're feeling calm, once you have some distance from that situation, once you're alone, try to think of a, a number in your head, the percentage of blame that maybe is probably your responsibility. You know, something you said that maybe was a little mean or untoward, or something you did perhaps that wasn't entirely fair. You get my point. Once you're calmed down, once you can see the situation rationally, just think how much of the situation was probably my fault. And be hard on yourself here. Not too hard, because again, some of the blame falls on them. But if you have a habit of ascribing all the blame for the problems in the relationship on the other person, pause, take some deep breaths, go to some place where you can be alone, and try to think about what the percentage is that maybe is your fault in the situation. On the other hand, if you're one of these people who kind of takes all the blame onto themselves, any kind of conflict in your relationship or any kind of conflict in your life, you're always blaming yourself. Once you get some distance from that situation, once you've kind of calmed down, take a few deep breaths and realize, maybe this isn't entirely all my fault. Maybe the other person's to blame, you know, 20% or 25%, or maybe even 60 or 70% as the case may be. Coming back to retroactive jealousy, it's very, very common, especially for retroactive jealousy sufferers in the early stages of healing, very, very common for retroactive jealousy sufferers to place all of the blame for their retroactive jealousy on their partner. 
to think that if my partner's past was different, I wouldn't have any of these problems at all. This is entirely on my partner to solve for me. It's entirely their fault. This perspective really does you a disservice and obviously it does your partner a disservice as well if this is the perspective you're taking on. Because as soon as you say that something in your life, a problem in your life is someone else's fault, someone else's responsibility to solve, it's really disempowering. Because what can you do in that situation? If that's your perspective, what can you do? Whereas if you have a problem in your life and you take 100% ownership of it, all of a sudden the world opens up to you. Endless solutions open up to you. You have real power in that situation. You have real agency when you take on that perspective. This is not to say maybe your partner isn't entirely to blame. So for example, sometimes when people get together, you know, you start asking your partner about their past and maybe later it comes out that they told you a little lie here or there. I'm not excusing that behavior at all. What I'm saying here is if you want to work through a problem like retroactive jealousy, it would really serve you well to accept responsibility for solving that problem. Don't put it on your partner because number one, it doesn't work. And number two, it's going to create all kinds of problems in the relationship now and in the future. A mentor of mine kind of takes personalization to an extreme extent. He says, everything in your life is your fault. Now, maybe that isn't technically true. Certainly, there are other dynamics involved in every area of life, of course. However, I prefer that perspective because as soon as you start taking ownership for all the problems in your life, all of a sudden that brings you a lot closer to finding and eventually implementing solutions. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.